Hello everyone, welcome to Jay-Z and the Amazing Technicolor Podcast. This is episode 11, and as always, I am your host, Jeremy Zerby. If you like what I'm doing here, please read and share the blog at jeremyzerbycoaching.com, listen to and share the podcast, and buy me a coffee. I need those magic beans to keep this thing going. As always, the link is in the show description. I believe that truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. This is why right, temporarily defeated, is stronger than evil, triumphant. Those are the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He said them during his Nobel Peace Prize acceptance speech in 1964. At time of recording, it is Martin Luther King Day, and he's on my mind. So I thought a good starting point would be to base this week's thought on something he said. You can find his entire speech in the show description. But I would like to focus on one aspect of this brief snippet. He says, I believe that unarmed truth will have the final word in reality. Unarmed truth. Truth. Truth will have the final word. I am reminded of a passage from the Bible, one that I use often with my stepdaughter when I know she has done something wrong and she just refuses to admit it. Numbers 32-23 ends with the phrase, You may be sure that your sin will find you out. In other words, you can lie all you want, but... In the end, truth wins. Your lies expose you, and not typically without consequence. Just like we don't value integrity as a culture, we also don't value truth. Maybe we did at one time, but it is plain to see that truth is not one of the virtues or character traits that we tend to elevate. When one can blatantly lie about their work history and simply say they were embellishing, or can say they had the biggest inaugural crowd of all time even though pictures prove otherwise, and glibly brush the criticism off as saying you were only stating alternative facts, it is safe to say that truth is not important. And we brush these kinds of things off too, We justify our lack of concern by saying that all politicians lie. We don't value truth outside of politics either, though. If you follow evangelical church news at all, you've likely heard about the relatively recent issues with Mark Driscoll and Mars Hill Church. If you are unfamiliar with what I am referring to, what happened is this. Mark Driscoll was a widely respected leader in the conservative evangelical community. He led one of the largest and fastest growing congregations we've seen in a while. He came to prominence when the book Blue Like Jazz came out, and the author visited his church and described him as the cussing pastor. He was very into this hyper-masculine MMA fighter style Jesus. He wanted to make Christian men into men and not peaceful hippies. Then... It all fell apart. 
He was accused of abusing his staff, with one person telling a story about how during a huge baptism service, they ran out of towels, and he shoved someone up against the wall by their throat and threatened them if they didn't find more towels, and fast. In the midst of these accusations came the plagiarism lawsuits. Leaders of the church, because of his actions and attitudes, asked that he step down because he was in violation of the church covenants and bylaws regarding who could be a leader of the church. Because during all of this, he never acknowledged that he had done anything wrong. Refusing to admit your own wrongdoing is not only a failure of integrity, it is also a form of lying. We've had countless discussions about truth in our home, about the importance of it, about how one should tell the truth with absolutely no exceptions. My stepdaughter's reaction is always one of shock, and she always asks, not even little white lies? Those little white lies are a way for us to justify dishonesty and show a subtle lack of respect for the truth. We like to use the example of, does this dress make me look fat? But the reality is, that isn't when we want to justify a white lie. We want to be able to get away with perceived small lies about bigger, more important things like embellishing our resumes and alternative facts. But here's the thing about truth. It will always be the victor. Martin Luther King Jr. was fighting for the rights of the black community in the face of literal oppression. An oppression that still exists today, just in different and sometimes more nefarious forms. We may not outright own slaves anymore, but white society has found ways to control minorities that aren't much different. King was calling out that systemic racism then, and we didn't do anything to change them, or people stood in the way of change, or simply chose not to rock the boat and rather defend the status quo. which are all forms of lying to ourselves. But the truth always comes forward. In the midst of the pandemic shutdowns of 2020, a man named George Floyd was murdered by the police, sparking a nationwide protest movement. Then came the death of Breonna Taylor, among so many others. Story after story was told about black men and women and children killed by the police. The difference in treatment of whites versus blacks was pointed out. All things that King and the Civil Rights Movement were saying 60 years prior. And we had done nothing about it. It was there all along, and we just wanted to hide from it or not acknowledge it. Or worse, make up narratives to justify keeping things as they were. The lie we decided to tell ourselves for 60 years was that because we had integrated and then, then later we elected a black man as president that one time that the racism was over we manipulated how we spoke on crime statistics to give the illusion that black people commit more crime than whites 
We lied about drugs in order to arrest and control black people. Then we invented the police body cam in order to, we said, hold police accountable. We would now have video proof of what is going on. And now we have cell phones with high-res cameras attached and we always have them in our pockets and we can get further evidence from different angles of events. The oppression is now highly visible. It can go viral in seconds. We weren't aiming to hold police accountable. We were aiming to give police a way to justify their actions, proof they were always doing the right things. Instead, we were able to finally hold them accountable. Their sin found them out. Unarmed truth had the final word. When Jesus is arrested, he's brought before Pilate, and they have a philosophical discussion of courts. Through it all, Pilate determines that there isn't any real reason for Jesus to be there at all. Then we have this exchange. Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I'm a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth, retorted Pilate. What is truth? The Bible also says you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Fascinating thing is, truth is never defined in the Bible in a meaningful, concrete way. It is always in reference to the Son of God and faith. It's always linked with some kind of otherworldly hope. It's almost as if the Bible is written in response to Greek philosophies that spoke against hope. Because hope carries with it this understanding that it is enough. That we can hope for better days to come in the future and not have to take any steps on our part to make them better. In the story of Pandora, she closes the box in order to keep hope locked up because of the danger it poses for humanity. But truth will have the final word, not hope. In the simplest of terms, truth is that which is real. It's verifiable. It exists. It doesn't matter what stories you tell yourself or how many layers of deceit you try to bury it in. It is always there, and it will always reveal itself. We need to place a much higher value on the truth than we do. We need to make truth an integral part of our lives. Nothing can change until we do this. Not for our world, and not for us as individuals. As long as you are lying to yourself and deceiving yourself, you will be holding yourself back. If you think you are better than you really are, you will never take steps to improve. If you think you are worse than you are, 
you may never take that next step. You may never ask for that raise or apply for that new job or start that new project. You are cheating yourself. And if we are cheating ourselves in this way, you can be damn sure we are cheating the world in this way. As long as we think it will get better on its own, or that things are better than they really are, or even that there's no reason for us to do anything, because what good can I do? We never will do anything. We need to honor the truth about ourselves and about the world around us. We honor the truth by acknowledging the truth, whether it be good or bad. We honor the truth by elevating it. We honor the truth by juxtaposing it with the lies and making the truth the centerpiece. May we honor Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy by standing in the truth, by advocating for and being the kind of societal change we need, by exposing the corruption and bigotry that flows through the systems we have created, by acknowledging our history of exploitation and seeking out what we can do to make it stop. Shake the boat. The status quo is not worth defending if it is at the expense of truth. I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. This is why right, temporarily defeated, is stronger than evil triumphant. <laughs>